If you're looking for suggestions for a place to go for a, a late night meal when you're visiting Kingsport, Tennessee. <laughs> we are so not that place because we had no success. There is no place to get a late night meal other than fast food. Not that we could find anyway. In Kingsport, Tennessee. Long story short. However, this yeah. is not that podcast. No. This is, however, comedy. Tragedy. Marriage. marriage. Welcome to Comedy Tragedy Marriage, a podcast where a married couple takes turns each episode selecting a movie, TV show, or documentary to watch. We watch it together, then we sit down and discuss it together about how we either liked it, loved it, or loathed it, and we then share that conversation with you. I'm Stan the Movie Man. I review films at StanTheMovieMan.com. You can follow me on Twitter at MovieManStan. By the way, I'll never pay Elon Musk $8 for or $5 for a blue check mark. What? Excuse me? What? Uh, it's not important. Twitter thing? Yeah. Okay. Um, and you can also follow the podcast, which will also never pay Elon Musk for a blue check mark, at CT Marriage. You can send us an email, comedytragedymarriage at gmail.com, please. If you are so inclined, give us a follow, subscribe, rate, and review on whatever pl uh, podcast platform you use. And if you would share uh, us with your friends on social media, that also would be much appreciated. Joining me, as always, is my other half. Yes, I am your other half. Um, the Oingo to your Boingo, the... Um, cream to your coffee, the walnuts to your oatmeal. See how I just yeah. flip things around on you like right. that? Right. Yes. Um, and this week I am um, Maud the Great White Beluga Broad. Hmm. 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 It's your choice this week of movies to select, so please tell everybody what you picked. Um, it was. And so if Great White Beluga did not give you some idea, um, I chose the two. 2022 film The Whale, starring Brendan Fraser, also Sadie Sink, Hong Chow, Ty Simpkins, and Samantha Morton. Um, this film um, got a bunch of um, awards and nominations. Um, it uh, premiered at the 79th Venice International Film Festival um, September 4th of last year. Um, it had a limited theatrical release um, here in the States on December 9th and then a wide release um, on December 21st by A24. Um, some critics liked it, some critics not so much, um, but um, Brendan Fraser won Best Actor Academy Award, also Best Actor for the Screen Actors Guild Awards and the Golden Globe. He, uh, uh, excuse me. Critics Choice, for a Critics Globe. Choice, and Screen Actors Guild, and he was nominated for the Golden Globe and BAFTA. Also, the film won the Academy Award for Best Makeup and Hairstyling, which we'll discuss as we discuss the movie. Um, and also, um, Chow received a Best Supporting Actress nomination, um, and it was nominated for the Producers Guild of America Award for Best Theatrical Motion Picture. Um, the plot, if you boil it down to just, you know, the simple thumbnail sketch, 
Um, it is described on the Wikipedia page as a an American psychological drama film directed by Darren Aronofsky and written by Samuel D. Hunter, um, based on Hunter's 2012 play of the same name. Um, it The plot follows a recluse, reclusive, morbidly obese English teacher who tries to restore his relationship with his teenage daughter. Now, um, we the film opens in a really awkward scene that I won't even, you know, but um, suffice it to say that this morbidly obese um, English teacher is um, exerting himself in a way that... Um, he is treating himself like a, uh, a playground, an amusement park. An amusement park. Yes, um, while watching pornography. While watching pornography, yes. And he is his heart's not strong enough to take it, so he... Um, is having problems, yes, shall he, we say. He has chest pains and chest pain difficulty breathing. Yeah. Um there's a knock on his door. There's a knock on his door from a what turns out to be not a um Latter day Saint or Jehovah's Witness missionary, but another young man missionary from a um a religious shall we call it cult because that's kind of how it's described in the film, called New Life. Um, I'm, I'm sure that that's, you know, f fictitious. Or maybe not. You're looking kind of askance. I don't know. Um, I've heard of New Life Church, but, like, not in reference to a cult. Hmm. Well, I've heard of lots of different individual fellowships called yes, New Life, right. but non-denominational, but affiliated with very, anyway. Beside the point. Beside the point. Um, this young man um, comes into um, Charlie's apartment. Charlie is Brendan Fraser's character's name, um, and just barely sees what he's watching and makes assumptions and... Um, you know, he's he's come there to lead him to the Lord and to help him, you know, find new life anyway. So mm -hmm. um, that's that's an odd little sort of not exactly tangential connection, but it's not um, one of the primary threads of relationship that we explore in this film. Um, Charlie has been married before. He is currently no longer married. He they he and his former wife have a teenage daughter who lives with her mother, um, who has had basically no contact with her father for like eight years since um, since the marriage dissolved. And we find out over the course of the film what the precipitating factor was for the dissolution of the marriage and why they didn't get along and why... Um, why Charlie seemed to feel so unworthy to have a relationship with his daughter. Um, he has a friend who is a nurse who helps look after him. Her name is Liz. Um, she is portrayed by Hong Chow. Um, Liz seems to be the only friend he has. And she comes over regularly and, and helps him... Um, take care of himself, make sure that he's getting medication. She checks his vitals. Um, she brings makes him food, brings him food. Sometimes he also has delivery people who, um, who 
our regulars to his porch, shall we say. Um, he's extremely reclusive because he is extremely morbidly obese. Um, the, the prosthetic body suit um, looks to be... Um, to appear to be maybe a 500 pound person, five or 600, five yeah. or 600 pound person. Yeah. Um, if you see this film, which, you know, you might want to, um, you will totally understand why the hair and makeup people won the Oscar for this. Mm -hmm. Brendan Fraser is unrecognizable. Almost. You can still see, his basic facial features underneath the layers of latex. Mm -hmm. um, he's he's got a really bad thinning hair wig mm -hmm. that, um, and of course the the full body. Um, I hate to use the word fat suit, but the well, the, the full body obesity costume. Okay. Um, is remarkably realistic looking because we get to see. A large part of his body. We do. Upper body, anyway. Um, well, and we see um, legs and ankles. Well, yes, but we don't see, like, middle section. Except toward the end of the film, where he lets his online English class see him for the first time, um, and he aims the camera all the way up and down. What I meant by see it is, like, he's in, there's a scene where he's in the shower, and yeah. they show him cleaning himself. Yeah. And um, that's that's what I meant by see it. Yeah. Okay. And there's another scene where he takes his shirt off as he's preparing to go to bed. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, you don't see him fully naked, but you see a, a large part of his Suit. Uh, prosthetic body. His, his prosthetic body. That's a very good way to put it. Um, there's... There are a lot of layers to this film um, exploring estranged relationships between father and daughter, between um, ex-husband and ex-wife, um, between Charlie and the person who actually was the love of his life. Mm -hmm. um, who he left his wife for and um that relationship is no longer intact and i won't spoil why but it's no longer intact um psychological drama i guess fits as well as any description would you think uh, yes in part because of the reason why um charlie is so large well, he hates himself. He, he well, he does, but he's also dealing with the grief of his, the loss of his partner, um, and the estrangement from his daughter mm -hmm. uh, at the demand of his ex-wife. Yeah, um, all of that added up makes him seek comfort in food, um, and. It has led to him being as large as he is. He doesn't, he teaches an online English course yeah. to college students, but 
he never turns his camera on. No, he, and he, he says it's it, he says it's, it's, it's not working. Yeah, but he never turns his camera on, and the reason is he doesn't want people to see him. He wants to hide behind this persona of the English teacher, and you know he doesn't let the delivery man who brings him his nightly pizza mm -hmm. see him. Um, he doesn't want to go to the hospital. He says because of the cost, but I believe it is because he doesn't want the hospital staff to see him and pity him. He's hiding behind his fake broken camera. He's also hiding behind the weight. Yeah. He yeah, he's insulating himself he is, literally. Yes, literally. Uh uh from all of his pain and he he's when um when Liz comes over, when he when he has his first uh, medical thing, yeah, um, his first emergency, and um, that we see, he, he's he's saying, you know, his blood pressure is like two eighteen over one forty something, two thirty four, two thirty eight over one thirty four, and you know, he's constantly saying, "I'm sorry," and you know for troubling her and he's sorry for having to need help with things. He's and sorry for everything. He's sorry for everything, which gives you an idea of how he feels about his entire life. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Liz says, stop telling me you're sorry. You know, I, I think the next line she wanted to say, what the you know, if the person was real, is stop being sorry and do something about it. Yeah. And, uh, but she doesn't say it. But she does tell him, go to the hospital. Yes. Repeatedly. He, and he, he says he can't afford it. He doesn't have insurance. Um, It'd be and, thousands of dollars I could never pay off. Yeah, which. We learned that that's not necessarily that's the not case. That's actually true. Um, but, and then we meet his daughter. Oh, she's a pill. She is angry at the entire world. Mm -hmm. uh, Sadie Sink mm -hmm. playing the teenage Ellie. Um, and she's cruel to him. She's cruel to her classmates. Um, she's just a vicious, bitter, angry kid. She's but actually she's actually been thrown out of school for her cruelty. But she's really smart. She's very smart and a good writer. Um, and which makes Charlie very proud, uh, but she's she is so immersed in her anger that she's not using her gifts and her talent. She finds school boring, as pretty much every 15, 16-year-old does. And so, as most gifted kids do, if yes. they're not challenged and channeled properly. So knowing that he's an English teacher... Uh, she wants him to write her her essays. Yeah, rewrite, redo my homework for me, Dad. Essentially, you, you worthless, you know, piece of parent. And you know, and he wants he just wants to be in her life, so he offers to pay her everything he's got in the bank, which we find out is. $120,000. Mm -hmm. He could afford to go to the hospital, but he's been saving all of this, all this time, for her. For her. The plan is to give her 
all the money, even though I don't believe she's mature enough to handle that amount of money, but he doesn't want to give it to the wife, the ex-wife. Because uh, she can't be trusted. Probably. She ha apparently has not had a decent relationship since their divorce, and she's drinking a lot, mm -hmm. according to Ellie. Um, but, you know, there's... There's this very small universe he lives in that extends to the front porch of his apartment. Mm -hmm. And um, the computer. And the computer. And, but near as I can tell, he doesn't use the computer for much except for teaching classes and writing. Um, and he, oh, and checking up on Ellie's social media. Um, and he 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 just has these few people, one of whom you know, uh, Thomas the missionary played mm -hmm. by Ty Simpkins, you know, gets added to this um, as the movie starts. But he becomes a regular fixture. Um, he shows up all the time. Yeah. He wants to. He wants to save Charlie. Yes, and um, Liz, the friend and nurse, is familiar with the church that he's in and hates them. Oh yeah, because she's had some very bad experiences with that with that church, and her family is all in it. Mm hmm. And Charlie has suffered as a result as well. Yes, um, and. But, you know, um, Thomas just can't see past any of that. He's just, he's this wide-eyed, naive kid on the surface. Yes. We find out that there's a backstory to him as well. Uh, yes. Some, some very mild darkness. Just very mild compared, yeah. you know, to other things. Um, and, okay, Brendan Fraser certainly deserved that Best Actor Oscar. I hear a but coming. But, I don't know that this was really a very good movie. I understand. Unpack that. I understand it was based on a play, so it's essentially in one room. Yeah. With a few exceptions. Yeah. Brief exceptions. But it's it's all in this one apartment. And there's this there's there's a constant conflict with everyone that interacts with Charlie. Whether it's Liz saying he's got to go to the hospital, whether it's his daughter being generally awful, yeah, uh, whether it's um, his ex-wife who isn't much better than the daughter, mm -hmm. uh, or whether it's Thomas who's you know trying to constantly save him. spouting you know Dogma. lines from religious tracts. To try to convert him or save him. 
It's like everybody's beaten down on Charlie for something. Yes. And Charlie's beaten and, down on Charlie and because and, he hates himself. He he just sort of takes it. Well, yeah. From all of them. Yeah. Um, That's the point his life has gotten to. Exactly. The death of his partner um, just sent him into such a tailspin. Right. He could find no comfort except to eat it. He's literally eating his emotions and it's killing him. Yes. Um, and we are told early on that unless he goes to the hospital, that he will likely be dead by the weekend. Mm -hmm. And the, the film takes place, there, there are Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, yes. there are graphics in the corner that yes. tell you what day it is. And, you know, I have seen other Darren Aronofsky movies. Yeah, you said not known, not known for his, his yucks. Not, not known for a light touch. And quite frankly, I was surprised there were as many times that, that you I actually laugh. That I would smile and laugh in the film. But you know what's coming. I mean, they essentially tell you in the first scene that he's going to be dead in less than seven days. Mm -hmm. um, so you know we're watching this man die. What, what you don't get, though, is all of the development that happens in between A and Z. All of the letters that come in the alphabet, you know, that that we meet his daughter, that she turns out to be what she is, which is a pill. But she's also brilliant and she right. has inherited his brain mm -hmm. and his intellect and his gift for language. In fact, at one point, well, in the first scene of the movie, um, he tells this, you know, shocked um, missionary who has found him treating his body like an amusement park. Um, he hands him something and says, read this to me. And then the kid's like, what? Um, it's an essay. And it's an essay about Moby Dick. Mm -hmm. And it turns out that it's an essay that his daughter had written several years prior that um, her mom had sent him. Because four, she, four years earlier, yeah, I believe. Yeah, four years prior. Um, and he it calms him. So he, yes. he, he, he's able to back up from the heart attack he's about to have. Yes, that's, that's, that's a bit of a spoiler because we don't know who's, who's written it until the very end. Um, no, but we have an idea who might have. Well, I had a theory, but I was wrong. I did too, and I was wrong. And so um, we like it when we're wrong. Well, but, you know, we sort of spoiled the end, part of the end of the movie. I'm sorry, do you want to edit? <laughs> no, no. You just got to warn people. I'm sorry. Uh, spoiler, spoiler alert! alert. But um, it's a little late for that. But uh, well, the, we also we've I've I've said that you know by the end of the movie he's going to be dead. D spoiler alert! Well, um, what what I was getting to with that when I spoiled the first spoiler alert was um, that in in his Erzot's tutoring sessions with his daughter, um, he like 
she has this notebook that she's writing in and um, he's, he's like, he's encouraging well, her. He's to, encouraging to her to something, write anything, anything. And so he's like, let me see what she wrote. And so he, she hands him, she hands him the notebook and he reads out loud. Um, this apartment smells. This notebook is retarded. I hate everything. Um, and he starts, he's like counting syllables and he starts to laugh and and she's written a haiku, mm -hmm. even though it's you know objectionable in its subject matter. Yes, she's, and language. She's written, she's written a haiku, and it's mm -hmm. clever. Mm -hmm. And he's like, you, he's he's digging on that. Yes, she knows how to write. She just is lazy and will not apply herself, or hasn't applied herself, which is why she's gotten you know, crappy grades and, you Why know, she's been school, thrown out of school, thrown out of school and, you know, all kinds of academic trouble and God knows what other kind of trouble. Um, well, going back to my point Sorry. where I'm not sure that it's a good movie. Yeah. Um, it seems, it, it strikes me as a film that is... It is without a, and I'm not saying it needs to have a happy ending, but we don't even get a potential for a happy ending. We don't, this thing is constantly going downhill to his demise. It is, I mean, yes, there are some moments of brightness with his daughter even when she's being awful, um, and, you know, she posts a photo of him on her social media. It's humiliating. Yes. She, she's not a pill. She's awful. She's awful. And she tortures other people. She tortures Thomas the missionary yes. on her social media. She, she like documents everything with the apparent motive of um, meanness and evil. Yes, and even though what she does with this documentation of the missionary and his confession about what he's done, mm -hmm. and it, even though the the effects of what uh, of her sending off that information might be considered positive. We're left uh, with the, well, I'm left with the question of, did she, was that maybe her sneaky intent to be helpful, or was it a completely unintended That's result? the one I'm going with. That's the one you're going I, with. Because. You think she's just a. I think she's, she's a just. A misanthrope. Mean. And her turn at the end. I don't buy it. I just, you know, spoiler alert, when she is revealed to be the author of the essay that has played out, that's been repeated throughout the film that yeah. Charlie uses to calm himself. Yeah, sorry, my bad. Well, it's all right. Um, you know, it, 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 there, she is suddenly redeemed. 
because she discovers that her dad likes something she wrote. And I just I just did not you buy, didn't buy it. her as being all of a sudden, you know, she's okay now because her daddy likes something she wrote. No, I, I think it's a lot more complex than that. I, well, maybe, but... The redemption I, of a thousand miles starts with a single step. Well, maybe, but there's there i just did not buy the redemptive arc of of the daughter um the mom is is awful yeah she's even though there was a, a moment of sweetness and warmth between her and charlie when he's talking about the time they went to the coast um and she's got her head on his chest listening to his his, his heart, heart and his lungs mm-hmm. because he's wheezing because yeah. he's he's suffering congestive heart failure. And she's like, you sound awful. Um, and But they, they have this warm, tender moment together of when they were happy together. And, and then almost instantly that gets shattered. And she becomes herself again. Yeah. Um, like, oh, God, I almost forgot. And, you know. I, I forgot that I'm so moment, angry at you. Had a moment of human. That that I, I have been nursing this grudge for the last eight years. Because that's how long ago Yeah, that's how long split. it was. Um, and the reason that you left me. Um. It's just, it's, it's, I, there's, there's not a whole lot of redemption in this movie for any of the characters. Even the daughter, who up until the last 30 seconds she's on screen has been awful. Awful. Yeah. Um, and, and Charlie, who we think, oh, he's, he's okay. He's going to figure all of this out. But no. Oh no! I knew that wasn't going to happen. And and you know, I love Liz. I I think she is the most human and decent character in the whole film. Yeah, and angry, and rightly so. Correct. But like you said, she's got a righteous anger. Yeah. Um, and but we don't really get enough of Liz. She doesn't. She's she's not in there enough to. To sort of tamp down the awful, counterbalance all of all of the ick, and you know what we learn about Charlie and his his former partner, um, and Liz's connection to the partner, um, you know, and their connection to the church and all of this stuff, you know. Liz could have, should have been more of a beacon of hope in this very dark, both emotionally and visually. Visually. The film is, at least when we watched it through, uh, uh, we rented it from uh, iTunes, the film is extraordinarily dark. The set is very dark. And I understand the reason for that. Yeah, that's a device. Because Charlie's life is dark. 
he doesn't well and he doesn't want to see his surroundings he doesn't want to see his body he doesn't want to see what his life has become now the the apartment does not appear to be in you know horrible disarray no no it, and it's he's he's relatively not, clean he's not a hoarder or anything no. but it's not you know super tidy except for one room and i won't spoil that but there's there's one room that seems to be kept um kept yes it has been unchanged for some time yes um and we we're left to our own devices to you know Figure suss out why out. yeah but uh, yeah um i just you know uh, there's just a lot in this movie there brendan fraser and hong chow and ty simpkins and and sadie you know sink. even sadie sink oh her even though her character is, is horrendous uh, her, performance her performance is wonderful. Is great. You know, all the actors are very good. Mm -hmm. I just don't think the story lives up to the quality of their performances. I just, it's just so dreary and, and you know, death is constantly on the horizon because we're told in the first scene. Mm -hmm. Um... And I, I didn't hate the movie, but I didn't exactly love it either. I mean, there's, gotcha. there's, there's some, like I said, terrific performances, but I just don't think the story is quite up to the actors who are in it. Okay. Shall we take a break? We shall. And when we come back, we'll talk some more about The Whale and give you our ratings. Um... Won't be much to talk about and what we've watched because we've not really watched anything new. Yeah. But uh, we'll be back right after this. Welcome back to Comedy Tragedy Marriage. We are discussing The Whale. Brendan Fraser won the Academy Award for uh, Best Performance by an Actor in a Lead Role. It also won a, an Academy Award for Makeup and Hairstyling. Heck yeah, it did. Um... The film on Rotten Tomatoes has a 64. Gotcha. With 332 reviews. The critics' consensus says, Held together by a killer Brendan Fraser, the whale sings a song of empathy that will leave most viewers blubbering. Blubber. I see Get what it? they did there. See what they did there? Um... Metacritic, which uses a weighted average, assigned the film a score of 60 out of 100. Wow. Based on 57 uh, critics, indicating mixed or average reviews. They're usually much further apart than that, but since Rotten Tomatoes was so low, mm -hmm. according, I find that interesting. According to MovieWeb, the film polarized critics and audiences. Um, I can see that. Now, um... Oh, and I forgot his name. There's a stand-up comedian and actor who's active on Twitter. Of course, the harder I try to think of his name. He's, he's, he's a large man. He's tall, but he's also overweight. Mm -hmm. um, and he hates the use of fat suits. Okay. Um, what is his name? I know people me, at home are screaming it at me. Let me try to find it. Um, 
calm. Because I've I've thought of it. Hates fat suits. Um. He. Um, Guy he, Branham. Yes, thank you. You're Guy, welcome. Guy Branham. Um, and he does not like this movie at all. Well, not just because they use a fat suit. But, you know, he had other issues with it. Yeah. Um, and I sort of understand his argument, but at the same time, how many 600-pound actors are there? And how many 600-pound actors are good enough to do this role? Especially since it would have been physically demanding for oh, yeah. a 600-pound actor. Life is physically demanding exactly. for a 600-pound person. So, you know, I understand his his argument that he hates fat suits and that there are plenty of overweight actors who... Well, it's like, it's like people um, whitewashing. Yes. It, except it's thinwashing, I guess it would be. Um, well, and Brendan Fraser has, over the years, had struggles with his weight. He has, yes. And he is um, certainly not his, doesn't have his Georgia the Jungle body anymore. Um, Who does? Well, no, nobody does. Not but, even George of the Jungle has the Georgia the Jungle body anymore. Uh, but, um, you know, he certainly doesn't look like no the the prosthetic suit that he was wearing. However... His body, underneath all of that, had to exert itself to carry that prosthetic latex rubber suit around, mm -hmm. which um, could not have been an easy, um, an easy task either, and would have helped to make his um, his halting. Um, the halting appearance of his little movement that he does do uh, more convincing because he's trying to navigate this apartment in this large, large prosthetic body. Yeah. Um, anyway, this Branham guy hates fat suits. Yeah. Um, and the uh, some of the critics who weren't huge fans of the movie. Uh, Richard Lawson of Vanity Fair wrote that the film meant to be a poignant consideration of guilt, sexuality, religion, remorse, but we really only know that because the movie shouts it at us. He also, and I disagree with this, criticized Frazier's performance as lost. I guess he means within the latex and everything. Of the oh, suit. I don't think so. Mark Hansen of Slant Magazine felt Aronofsky reigned in his typically ostentatious style, but considering how the cinematographer leeringly treats Charlie as an unsightly object of pity throughout, it's difficult to deny the film's fat phobia, though its mawkishness is no less oppressive. That is a man who has a very good vocabulary. And he's very proud of his good vocabulary, yeah. too. He's, that's not pretentious at all. And Katie uh, Riff, Rif, I'm not sure, R-I-F-E, of Polygon wrote, uh, if you look at the whale as a fable, its moral is that it's, it's the responsibility of the abused to love and forgive their abusers. The movie thinks it's saying, you don't understand, he's fat because he's suffering. 
but it ends up saying, you don't understand, you have to be cruel to fat people because we are suffering. Aronofsky and Hunter's um, biblical metaphor aside, fat people didn't volunteer to serve as repositories for society's rage and contempt. So, there are some very differing opinions mm -hmm. on this film. However, Brendan Fraser did win Best Actor, and it did win Best Makeup and Hairstyling at the Academy Awards, among and others. And again, Maude says, heck yeah, it did. And it also made a ton of money relative to its budget. budget. It was budgeted at $3 million. It made $53 million. Decent. So, uh, what is that, uh, 18 times its uh, production budget, so... It, it did all right. Yeah. Uh, so, what do you give the whale? Okay, here's the thing. Um, I don't think that the story was as bad as you seem to think it was. I make room for um, the untidiness the sloppiness, the messiness, the lack of of a satisfying um, bit of closure, the lack of a happy ending, um, because life is like that a lot of the time. It's most of the time. Um, so I think that there were things about this film that were really masterful. Mm -hmm. Fraser's performance for mm -hmm. one, Sadie yeah. Sink's performance for another. Um, and I love Hong Chao and whatever she's in. Yeah. She, she's great in The Menu, which is a very different movie. Yeah. Um, some really, really strong performances. Um, I think that there is a fable or an object lesson here. Um, I think that we... And this is coming from the perspective of a long-time plus-size person. Same here. Um, we need to be... It's like... In most places, of course, you know, we live in Tennessee, so we target everybody here. Yeah. Um, but in most places, it is... It is like plus-sized people are the last population that it is safe to shame. And um, seeing, seeing Charlie's mistreatment so vividly portrayed by his daughter and to a lesser degree by his wife for the few minutes that we see her on screen... Um, and the um, the reactions of the students when they see him on screen for the first time when he turns his camera on. And, and the pizza delivery And driver. the pizza delivery guy who, like, has this morbid curiosity about, you know, why does this guy never come to the door? What's he hiding? Has he got dead bodies in there or something? And then we see his reaction when he hides in the shadows and sees Charlie come to the porch to get the pizza. Mm hmm um, his reaction is one of such revulsion. Um, I, I think that, 
I think that there are lessons to be learned here um, or to be reminded of here. Sadly, the people who need to be reminded and learn the lessons won't get them. No, no. Um, I'm going to give the whale um, a four. And I'm about to cough, so excuse me. <coughs> Maud's still got a little... A little spilkis. A little. A little something. Um, you didn't like it. I, it's, I, it's not didn't that I didn't it. like it. You didn't uh, love it, but I'm, you didn't hate it. I'm going to give it two and a half. Um, yeah, that's about what I figured. It's... I don't know. There's just things about it that, that don't sit right. Yeah. And... Um, well, that's okay. It got us and, talking. And it it has this very, you know, even though there are moments of levity, it's a very maudlin movie. Not on, And it's very dark just to watch because there are, there are, there's a photograph that I would like to have been able to see. And that's exactly why we don't see it any more clearly than we do. Well... It's I, like some of those scenes in Brokeback Mountain. We're meant to see bits and shadows, but we're not meant to see that in vivid technicolor. Well, uh, okay. Uh, that seems like a very different thing. It is. But, you know, this is the pinnacle of his, of his sadness and grief. And I think we should have gotten a look at it back when he was happy. I think and that's we don't. I, and I think that's precisely why we don't. Well, how does that help us that we don't see him, we don't see Charlie when he's happy? Because this is the way my mind works. I think that his life as the as the look of the film has become so dark and so oppressive and so heavy that even he has trouble remembering well i perhaps i'm just not smart enough to no, you, know, you get may be, all of the you may subtlety. be way smarter than me and i'm just blowing smoke up well, my own no, nose i i am perfectly willing to say that I've seen movies that are supposed to be these great works of art that I go, I don't get it. Oh, gosh, me too. And and you have to explain them to me. Well, generally, you know, it, apparently I've you and I have not seen the same movies where I say I don't get it because uh, I'd. You know, if I don't get it, I'm not going to be explain it, be able to explain it to you. I don't get it. Um, so there are things about this film that are beautiful, uh, that are touching. There was one of the critics talked about it will leave you blubbering, which was a, a cheap fat a joke. A cheap play on words. Um, well, whale blubber. Yeah, because he's the whale. Yeah. Um. And when I saw the first trailer for this, I uh, just assumed that I would be a puddle of tears watching this, which I thought I would do in the theater, but never got, got around, around to, to doing it. Um, 
And then I just assumed, well, I'm going to ball like a baby by the end of this. But you said, I feel like I should be crying. And I said, I thought I would be crying. But this movie just apparently did not generate the sort of, you know, spike to the heart to make me cry. It just didn't, it just, as much as I like Charlie, um, everything that surrounds him just sort of sucked all the caring out of it for me. That's fair. And, you know, that's, that's just, just how I see it. So, two and a half from me, four from, from Maud. We watched The Whale. Uh, we rented it on... Uh, iTunes. It's also available to rent on other places as well. You yeah. You and I haven't really watched much of anything new. No, not um, really. Have you watched any movies? You know, while I've not been around or um, not been reading. Uh, well, yeah, you're still working on Stephen King. Eleven twenty two sixty three. I'm roughly halfway through. Oh my god, it's so good. <laughs> my um, first ever Stephen King. I feel like such a grown up. Uh, maybe well, you might like more of his. Like he's uh, he's getting into uh, noir uh, novels, like like uh, crime story kind of things mm -hmm. that have a a little uh, bit of a supernatural nice. bent to them. So you you might want to check out some of of his. Newer I may works. indeed. Actually, I've got an ebook um, on on my iPad that you might yeah. be interested in. Hey. Um, I might just. You might just. Uh, I've just been watching all the usual things. Um, the Mandalorian, uh, the most recent season of The Bad Batch just wrapped up with some very emotional episodes. Um, the uh, Picard, uh, Star Trek Picard has been... I think especially good now. Whether that's because the, the old, fan service, because of the because the band's back together, yeah, or whether this is just a particularly good season, I think it's both. Um, especially since they're bringing back in uh, the Dominion, they are the bad guys. I'm for this wanting season. to see what kind of magic Barbie doll Smurf band aid they're gonna whip out to wrap this whole thing together, though. Well, it's it. It's gonna because require, right now it's kind of a mess. It's gonna require something quite spectacular, and I think Jack is what's spectacular. Well, apparently he's the key to you know all things he's, everywhere. Well, he is why uh, these uh, mutated Dominion uh, shapeshifters um, are have been after the Federation. I mean, they're angry at the Federation. They want to destroy the Federation, but they want Jack. And we're finally, I think, in this episode coming up Thursday, going to finally learn what it is about Jack that, is, Lord. that has been that has caused all of this. I hope so, because they have certainly taken their sweet time. <laughs> like, let's get the show on the road. I mean, we know for certain there is something unusual about Jack, oh, because yeah. we have seen through his eyes, what he sees, and then... This, we've seen this, his eyes do that weird thing that they do. They turn red, and we've also seen him essentially 
take over another person's body and fight a fight for them and with them. Oh my God, he's a ghost and he jumped somebody. Uh, well, but he was I doing see all dead the people. he was doing all the same moves mm -hmm. as the the person he had occupied. So well, and telepathic abilities, and he at one point he tells his mother. Um, there's something very, very wrong with me. Yes. So, like, just, just, just spill it. Yeah, just, just spit it out. Um, so there's that. So there's that. Um, so you know, I've been watching pretty much all the the usual stuff. Really haven't watched anything new. Me neither. Um, so, uh, but you're you're still reading your book, and I'll eventually get back to fairy tales, uh, the other Stephen King book. Oh, that just went out in a whole. Um, today at the library, somebody from another branch requested it. Um, I very much enjoyed what I read, but I just haven't gotten back to it. You got stopped. So, um, hopefully I'll be back to that before too much longer. So, like, next week is your turn to pick a movie. Yes, it is. Or a documentary or a TV show or something. And, um... Any ideas? A, a couple. Okay. Um, I don't know if I want to... Spoil? Well, I, I don't know if I want to go in a, a, a comedy direction or if I want to go into something a bit darker. So. Well, let's see what the week brings because we just never know anymore that's, because that's life true. is happening all over us and we're stepping in it and yes. it smells. Yes, it's it has just been a lovely few weeks. But, yeah, uh, yeah. We'll, uh, we'll be back next week with another episode. It'll be my choice. And we appreciate you listening to Comedy, Tragedy, Marriage. Uh, please uh, rate, subscribe, uh, review on wherever all the places that let you do that. Amazon Music, we're on there. We're on, of course, Spotify and Stitcher uh, and, of course, Apple Podcasts as well. Uh, there's, uh, if you have a suggestion for something for us to watch, uh, please send that to us via email, comedytragedymarriage at gmail.com. Send us what it is you want us to watch and why you think we should watch it. So, I'm Stan the Movie Man. That's Mod the Movie Rod. Love you. Love you. And until next time. Later. later.